What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Monday morning. You know what that means. We're bringing you another episode. This is episode 87. We're doing week nine recap right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. We're back. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. <laughs> What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Monday, November 4th, and you're listening to episode 87 of the Fantasy Whisperers with your hosts, Johnny Gametime Hicks, Big Travi, and me, Chelsea. If you want to follow the show, you can do so on Twitter at TF Whisperers. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram at the Fantasy Whisperers, and you should definitely visit the website, thefantasywhisperers.com, where we've got articles, latest episodes, rankings, and brand new for 2019, we have our Patreon account. You can help support our show by joining us as a patron of the Fantasy Whisperers, where you'll gain access to a ton of bonus content. So head on over to patreon.com and search the Fantasy Whisperers today. Yeah, welcome in. Welcome Week back. nine, wrapping up for everybody here. So, uh, Johnny taking late flights here. He came in all the way in from uh, Orlando. Is that yeah. where you're at? Yeah, Orlando. Got him in last night uh, about midnight, but it's all right. I'm here. I'm awake. I'm excited, actually, this week, Travis. That's some good the football. Gr- yeah, the grind never stops there for Johnny. Uh, Chelsea had to escape. Uh, her house this morning so she made it over here for you whisper nation as well uh Travis, and i you, you know right now i had to wake up so that's always a blessing when i do that <laughs> <laughs> uh my fantasy teams didn't all wake up this week but that's okay uh you know we power through that um but whisper nation we're excited as always we're going to do our week nine recap here kind of go through the action um let me let me of this, ask you of really this last quick. week. I know this is getting off topic real quick, but we we this is our show, so we <laughs> typical for you, yeah, yeah, typical for me. Would you rather win a week where your team stays asleep, like you you win one of those low ball or like, oh, like Travis is in right now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or would you rather win a game where both your guys' teams go off, but you you squeak out the win? What would you rather have? Well, I think it depends on the league. Like in our league of record, points matter a lot. So points are the tiebreaker for our playoff seating. Um, so for me, I, I'd rather win that big week. I'd rather score more points. Like that's just the way that league's set up. But I could see a situation where wins and head-to-head matchups are your tiebreaker because we used to have that in our league. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, just give me the W. I don't care how I get it. Yeah. In this case, in the in our league of record, I'm in a 54 to 51 matchup right now. I just need some some kicker help, but uh, I just want the win right now. I, I'm just trying to stack wins and get into the playoffs. I want so. the win for you too. So hopefully well, that'll. I come appreciate through. that. Yeah. Chelsea. Uh, but Chelsea? Bef- yeah, I mean, I just blew out my opponent by nearly over 100 points. Oh, shout out Matt Poppin. Yeah. So that feels really good, and it's been a long time coming to get that W. But as Travis said, we need points in that league. So I'm really especially happy to have stacked up a ton of points. Yeah, Although it feels nice. like I wish I could have spread it out a little bit more, maybe give me some 20 points last week and the <laughs> week before it could have helped me win. Yeah, uh, I'll take the points now when I got them. Yeah, well, that would be kind of nice, huh? You could just deliver some points. To the oh, rest man, of- how like one of like a care package, just like from yeah. the future. You're like, you just get it. It's like, <laughs> Oh, 20 plus points. Oh, perfect. That's exactly what I needed. <laughs> we would have known. Exactly. 
Well, uh, before we give the Whisper Nation exactly what they need, which is this recap of week nine, we've got some news and notes, Chelsea. Is that right? Yeah, it's time for news and notes from around the NFL brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Fanatic has done some amazing work to their app this offseason, including adding articles, podcast episodes, player stats, and beat writer updates all within the app. So head on over to the app store on your Apple device today. and Check that out. Yeah, lots of injury reports. We're going to get started right away. James Conner did not come into week nine playing football, and it doesn't look like we'll see him in a couple weeks ahead. What do we have to think about the Steelers offense with that situation? Well, it's kind of interesting here. Steelers have now found themselves at 500 uh, after a few big wins, especially this win against the Colts, who had been a really tough team. Um, their defense is, is playing sharp. And, and so, you know, the running back has been valuable. Whoever the RB one has been valuable for Pittsburgh because they lean on the run game and they play good defense. Jalen Samuels had a decent game. And I think as soon as James Conner comes back, uh, he will, he will be a guy you'll want in your lineup as well. Uh, So just monitor this. It's kind of good that he would be considering resting next week too on that injury. It is a pain. It's more of a pain management deal. Um, It just needs time to heal. And the NFL doesn't really allot that kind of time. So we'll just see how that one plays out. All right, and here's a heartbreaker if y'all started him in your lineup. Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver, did not get much play time as active as they said he was going to be in week nine. Yeah, Johnny, uh, Doug Peterson said that this was precautionary, even though they said he said they were going to do more tests today. So uh, precautionary <laughs> pulling him out of the game to test him the next day. I don't know, man. Deshaun Jackson trending on not a, a good situation. They do have their week. Uh, they do have their bye next week. So we could see if maybe uh, out two weeks and then he comes back. But not looking great for Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, certainly. I mean, having him out there definitely helps this this offense for sure. It helps Zach Ertz a lot. Uh, opens up the middle of the field, you know, um, as, as well as Alshon. Just this offense can really reach another level and I think to get Carson Wentz to that level uh he's gonna need Deshaun Jackson so hopefully this is not uh very serious and hopefully he can be back after the bye week some more wide receivers struggle the Dolphins losing Preston Williams to a knee sprain yeah Preston Williams was actually showing out pretty well he was balling out on this one yeah with some uh help from ryan fitzpatrick so this is kind of a shame if you picked him up and he was the one eagle or one uh dolphin you felt good about playing uh you know you're kind of upset so wa- monitor this usually it's a two to three week thing for a knee sprain depending on the degree uh but yeah uh check this one out do, do we get a slow clap should we get a slow clap for the dolphins not going to own 16 do we get a slow clap for that a little golf clap congratulations oh, dolphins we well, got to pick which clap you want dude well, I'm sorry. It's you want a slow clap or you want a golf clap? It feels like slow clap is like to like a you're. I think it would be a golf clap, right? Like a golf clap. You're you're impressed. You're like, all right, yeah. There you go. Yeah, good call. That's good fair. call. All right. Thielen re-injured that hammy. Oh. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, is, that uh, uh, similar to the Sean some... Jackson thing. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah. I, I I forgot we're not <laughs> getting personal. Yeah. Man. No, no, not, not a fan nothing. of Thielen. No, I love Thielen. It was just uh, Thielen was involved in a trade dispute this week for me, and uh, <laughs> it serves that person right for you know <laughs> wow. stringing me along. And uh, okay, so I'm sorry to all those fantasy owners who had a 
have Adam. Yeah, Thielen was he, a lot like Deshaun Jackson, where you fired him up. He was supposed to be active, and then he gave you a whole lot of nothing. Um, Johnny, are you worried about Thielen long term? We've seen what these hamstrings can do. Yeah, the hamstring injuries uh, are are no joke. Again, this is the problem with hamstring injuries. You could feel good. You could feel like it's you know 100 percent or close to 100 percent. And you make one wrong move, such as Thielen did, and you re-aggravate it, and it it's all over. It starts all over. It's not like, oh, it it was a slight, and it it just the injury is completely starting from scratch again. So, uh, this is not a good sign. Probably going to be out at least next week, but keep this monitored for sure. Uh, never a good sign when when players go down with a hamstring, especially a wide receiver. All right, and we've got a couple quarterback updates. It looks like Cam Newton an yeah. IR stint is not totally ruled out. Yeah, this is uh this is what not is just concerning for here? this year. It could be concerning for his career at this point. Um the the foot the foot injuries can be very tricky and for a guy who does a lot of running at his position, uh gets banged up quite a bit. Uh that that's concerning. So, you know, I have Cam Newton in dynasty, Johnny, and and I'm Kind of concerned here. Uh, he was a guy I took a chance on a little bit later in his career. Thought that he could actually bounce back, and that you know with CMC they were running a offense that wouldn't get Cam in too much danger. Uh, but it looks like that is not the case here, and you know the threat level is high for for Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, and it definitely not only that, but it it kind of sucks for DJ owners as well as Curtis Samuel owners. Curtis Samuel had a good day this week, and he's had a couple of them with uh allen but you're the def the ceiling is definitely capped uh when you don't i have will say letters. that it's probably worse for curtis samuel than it is for dj moore who has found at least some rapport with uh kyle allen so no you, you're just a hater for curtis samuel why do you no, i mean samuel i'm just so much? i mean he's had way better I, games than dj moore uh not with not with kyle allen yeah yes Ky- no <laughs> we're nope. looking up the total fantasy right now we'll move on to the next topic and i'm gonna look up <laughs> look it up then all right um, one more quarterback down and out potentially jacoby Brissett. wow that's really gonna so bang sad. up the colts offense if you, if you watch this play it was pretty gruesome first it was his ankle and then the guy ran into his knee so he got double screwed up here but uh we'll have to see what happens by the time you're listening to this there's probably more news on jacoby Brissett. um so, I mean, it's just probably – it's not looking great. So, The the nice well, thing is Brian Hoyer is the backup quarterback there. Yeah, uh, he, he was did, throwing he some well. darts. Uh, love me some Brian Hoyer, uh, un- underrated quarterback in my book. Um, but he should be underrated just – Underrated hairline, that's for sure. <laughs> um, Good one. Yeah, I mean, he, he did all right. I think I, you trust in Frank Reich and what the Colts are able to do. He, they're a very smart team. Uh, they have a really good offensive line, which always – Helps quarterback play, of course, uh, but this would be a downgrade to those uh, pass catchers, and you know, and a slight downgrade to Marlon Mack. All right, and last report uh, of notice today: uh, Sterling Shepard is not going to be playing in tonight's game against this was Dallas. Wild. Yeah, yeah, this uh, he had gotten cleared by the end of the week, and then late Sunday morning or early Sunday morning, I should say, he got told or we got told that he would not be playing Monday night and was back in the protocol. So. You know, some reports are saying IR isn't out of the question here. We will see what they say after this week. Um, you know, it, it's kind of sad. These these concussions are, are a nasty thing, and, and 
it seems like this the, it's a recurring theme for Sterling Shepard. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he he really could do a lot for this offense. He could do a lot for Daniel Jones. Uh, and he was looking like he was having a good connection between the two for that game, half a game that they were playing. <laughs> yeah, no, they've had a couple games, and he has looked good. Yeah. Uh, but we'll just have to watch that situation closely. But that was the news and notes brought to you by Fanatic. Thank you very much, Chelsea, for the beautiful read on those notes and news. And now we will jump into that week nine action. Johnny, my first storyline I wanted to uh, to bring to your attention here was Mike Evans. You know, we talked a little bit off show about how you had Mike Evans in PPR. <clears throat> Mike Evans has been downright uh, just a man amongst boys out there uh, over the last few weeks. So in this particular game against Seattle that went to overtime, 16 targets, Johnny, you got 12 catches, 180 yards and a touchdown. And he is now reclaimed the wide receiver two spot in all of standard scoring for all fancy wide receivers. Um, we're nine weeks in. He's got 26% of the target market share in Tampa Bay. He's fifth in the NFL in red zone targets with 13. And when you look at his final games here, he's got Arizona, Jacksonville, Indy, Detroit, and Houston in his final games. I mean, there's, these are some really nice matchups for him. Um, so you're liking what he's got on the slate going forward. And if you were able to buy low on Mike Evans, congratulations. If you were able to hold Mike Evans, like we advised, you're feeling really good. Johnny, I, I'm I'm really feeling great about where I took Mike Evans and where he's going uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this coming into the season, how we, we saw the such great upside for Mike Evans. And, you know, it took a little bit to get there. But certainly, yeah, if you held on and 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 went through that you're definitely getting paid dividends and if you traded for mike evans like we suggested when he was having his down weeks hey that that trade is probably paying off for you uh handedly so uh, mike evans should remain a high wide receiver a high wide receiver one it's looking like um you know the godwin flames are cooling a little bit and that that is starting to switch over to mike evans uh, Mike Evans is just a beast. If you, even if you just look at his his you know sta- uh, stature, um, just a, a beast of a man. Yeah. And so uh, you know, and he's really really fast on top of it. So uh, continue to see Mike Evans to be one of the best uh, wide receivers in the league and wi- one of the best wide receivers for fantasy. I don't think it's slowing down. They're going to keep continue to to sling around the rock. And, uh, yeah, you've got a pretty good matchups uh, coming up here in the next few weeks. Do you think we can expect more of the consistency uh, that he kind of lacked to start the year? Obviously, he was sick to start the year. He had the zero sprinkled in there against Marshawn Lattimore. Um, but our, our, our fantasy owners... He does have owners... another matchup with Marcus Lattimore coming up. That's the one concern I do have. Other than that, yeah, uh, yeah I do think you're 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 right on that is that he is going to be consistent uh and consistently amongst the top rather than where he was in the beginning because he was dealing with uh bad matchups and that sickness which i truly don't think a lot of us understand how truly sick he really was um I mean, but from reports they're saying it was really bad yeah, his play's been sick lately and sick in the good way. So, yeah. Um, and listen, if we're going to get Marshawn Lattimore on the show, you got to start calling him Marshawn Lattimore. What do I keep right? calling him? His name is Marcus. 
Oh, I don't I know do I? Marcus is. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to have to. Now we're going to have to put a dude. letter out to their PR. It's, their, it's his cousin. It's unreal, dude. That's the one I know. All right. So uh, moving on here, I think, you know, Mike Evans is, is going to be great. And he, you know, we're hoping for that consistency, but nobody's been more consistent over the last real month here than Julian Edelman. And he showed it again last night. Obviously he had the costly fumble, but Julian Edelman has been the wide receiver three, Johnny, over the last month. He leads the NFL in red zone targets. I mean, this is not a part of his game that has usually been high, but over the last two years with Gronk's inability and then Gronk not being there, you're seeing the Patriots kind of lean towards him in the red zone, uh, which is great for those who have Edelman on their roster. He continues to see 27% of New England's target market share, Johnny, and he's fourth in the NFL with those targets, 84 total targets. Uh, so Julian Edelman, Jules, as he's uh, called, would conti- continues to be uh, you know, a main cog in this offense. We saw Sanu even get some targets last night, and still it was Edelman who consistently was the guy for this team. Um, and now he's doing it, you know, used to be that Edelman was just a PPR maven, but now he's doing it on across all, uh, you know, formats. So you're really liking what you're getting out of Julian. Yeah, I mean, Julian Edelman is going to be, you talked about his nickname as Jules. He will be a jewel for those fantasy owners that have him. And Travis, I'm I'm wondering if right now you can probably pry Julian Edelman away from that owner uh, for a little bit. Well, cheaper. I was actually going to ask the other the other form of this. Do you have any worry that you know as that New England maybe gets more into a run heavy scheme that maybe Sanu gets more acclimated? Like, would you be willing to sell Julian Edelman at a at a really nice? Uh, price right now i mean certainly if you can get a really good value for him then yeah i would uh if you know if you could sell him for a running back i would certainly do that but here's the thing travis we talked about how in the beginning of their their season they had a lot of cake matchups a lot of things like that the game plan doesn't really change uh yeah they might run a little bit more or they might um pass a little bit more but here's the thing they will be in a lot more games they're not going to be blowing teams out we saw it last night their defense uh is more re- more human than we thought um it just so happens yeah. that they were playing um yeah so they got the bye in week 10 Johnny to your point then they play Philly, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City you know, their next bad team that should not be able to compete with them is Cincinnati in week 15. So, yeah, yeah I mean, they, they've got some schedules here where, guys, you look at what, you know, Lamar Jackson was able to do with only throwing, I think, sub 10 times. I think he only made eight or six or eight completions last night, which means they're going to start playing some teams that can actually throw. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about Philly. We're talking about Dallas, Houston, you know, with, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson playing MVP-type football. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think, you know, Maybe hold off on selling Julian because you're going to get some games where he's going to need to be involved, especially with this offense. You know, Sanu is a pickup for them, and I understand that he's going to do you know good things for them. But let's not act like Sanu is going to be somebody that's going to come in and carve a bunch of targets right. out of Wade, Julian well, Edelman. And you also got Nikhil Harry coming back after the bye, um, so that could dip into um, into Sanu's production, I think, more than it would uh, Julian Edelman. Also, you think about it, too, and and it gets lost because we get so excited about trades like these aren't like fantasy football trades where the guys just keep performing even when they go to a new team more often than not 
players do not perform that well right. after immediately after being traded to a new team. It usually is the whole offseason and then the next season that you really see the uptick of what you thought could happen. Um, so for Sanu, uh, especially with the playbook that they do and how, uh, you know, advanced they are with all their play calling i just don't see for me i would i'm fine dropping sanu for me uh, i would actually put that landmine out there for somebody else uh to to grab on the waiver wire because yeah he might have one or two good games coming up here but i i just don't see him being a, a really good fantasy asset that you can rely on well an asset that uh, fantasy owners have been relying on for you know since they drafted him Relatively high is Leonard Fournette. He continues, though, his scoreless streak here, Johnny. Nightmare. Uh, yeah, it's been kind of crazy be to out watch. Hair, right? Uh, hasn't scored since week five. He's only He only scored in that game this year so far. So we're nine weeks in. He's heading into the bye. And here's some of the metrics that we have for him. Third in the NFL in rushing attempts. Uh, he's got 174 on the year. That's averaging just over 19 carries per game. He's second in the NFL in rushing yardage with 791. Uh, he's running a, an incredible amount of routes. But I, I really think that we're seeing a situation that's going to mathematically overcorrect and could be in a big way for fantasy owners. You talk about Nick Foles is likely coming back to this lineup. Um, is he, though? Yeah. I, well, I don't I don't think that Minshew did any favors to himself by yeah. three turnovers in that London game. So. And look, the the money doesn't lie. They they paid Nick Foles a ton of money. I think he'll come back to this offense, and that does give them, you know, I think an upgrade. I love what Minshew's been able to do. I think he's been great, but I think that Nick Foles probably does give them a, a bit of an upgrade. But the, the math doesn't lie here, guys. Like, he should be a guy that's going to score touchdowns. He's, he should have scored way more touchdowns than he did in the first half of this year. And I think fantasy owners should hang tight. Um, and if you can, I would be buying Fournette everywhere I could. I think mm -hmm. Fournette is a guy that is going to, you know, really lead those teams to the fantasy playoffs and then and then could produce in a big way and carry you to a championship. Let me ask you this, Travis. Uh, we'll stay on the same team. Uh, you talked about BDN possibly coming back. Are you uh, we saw the connection was more with DD uh, with BDN and less mm -hmm. with DJ Shark. Are you? Yeah, I'm a little concerned. But I think that Shark has really proven that he's he's an elite talent, at least as far as like some of these throws that he's making or some of these catches he's making oh, from Minshew are are unreal. The pass interference call yesterday was ridiculous. That he should have he should have been able to complete that catch. That was a love yeah, tap I, on the I'm back. I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean on talent here, and I think that Shark will eventually. And then you got Didi, who's dealing with some injuries. So yeah. if he's able to come back through the bye, then maybe there's there's some split there. But I really like what I've seen out of Shark, and he's made a believer out of me, somebody who was not very you know believing it the first three or four weeks into his uh, rise this year. But somebody who has stayed consistent for the Oakland Raiders, and you know there was a lot of concern coming from Josh Jacobs not having a lot of uh, film on him coming from Alabama, but he has been quietly really, really good for the Raiders here, guys. RB10 in standard uh, standard uh, fantasy football leagues, sixth in rushing touchdowns, sixth in rushing yards with 740, uh, eighth in the NFL in rushing attempts. So this is kind of what we were saying in the offseason, right, Johnny? Like, if you combine Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin's carries last year, they would have ended up ninth in rushing attempts. 
We're eighth in rushing attempts in the NFL right now with Josh Jacobs because he is their RB1 in a John Gruden-led offense who wants to pound the rock and bring you back to 1980s. And now, I mean, you're looking at it, and (laughs) a lot of people might be actually, you know, eating crow on what they said about John Gruden because he's got this team, you know, playing hard, playing, and, and, you know, maybe for a playoff spot in that that watered-down AFC. So we'll just have to see what happens here. But I really like what I've seen out of Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, he's looking like a really good running back for you. And if you got him, you know, late in the third round, um, you know, even David Montgomery, who also had a good day yesterday, um, was creeping up ahead of. But you're, as of the last two weeks for David Montgomery, you're excited about him. But what you've seen from Jacobs this whole entire year has been exactly what you wanted when you were drafting him. And he's he's doing it well. Listen, that Gruden offense, uh, we talked about it. It can produce uh, fantasy assets. Last year, you know, was a weird year for them. Uh, who knows who that really falls on, whether that was Gruden, whether they were purposely trying to, you know, tank uh, or, or what they were trying to do over there. But you've got you've got a couple of fantasy pieces here. And I still think that this team could support a wide receiver if they get a talented enough one on the outside. But, yeah, Josh Jacobs should be continuing to roll out. I am a little concerned with the injury. Uh, Yes, it is a pain tolerance thing. However, you know, rookies tend to hit a wall just physically, even when when healthy. Uh, They talk about the rookie wall because the season is so long and and rigorous. And then you're going to add on a a shoulder injury on top of that. I am a little bit concerned about it. We've been getting several trade questions uh, for Josh Jacobs, I'm in a tough spot here, Travis. I, I don't know necessarily if I would be trading for him simply because of that injury. Uh, I don't like trading for players per, with certain injuries. Um, I will take the gamble on some of them, uh, but you know, hamstring injuries, I usually try to stay away from those, or um, things like this where it's it's a pain tolerance thing. So it's always a question of weekly of. You know, you could roll him out there, and then a quarter into it, uh, he gets knocked out because he hit gets hit right on that shoulder. It's kind of the gamble that you're going to take, but certainly that gamble has been paying off so far this year, Travis. Uh, yeah, I I would take the gamble, and I think it's because of the volume. I mean, you look at yesterday, Josh Jacobs had uh, seven more carries than he's had years on this earth. He's had 20, 28 carries yesterday, um, and he's only 21 years old. Obviously, you're talking about, you know, the injury thing being a concern and we've talked about this, but they also, he's, he's got the easiest strength of schedule uh, for the remaining, uh, you know, eight games or so that we have left. And that's per fantasy mm-hmm. So like you're looking at a situation where, yeah, you could, you should try to buy into this because, you know, maybe you've got a situation where uh, this guy could be you know, a league winner for you if you're able to acquire him. And maybe you kind of use that to your advantage in the trade talks, you know? Yeah. Look, he's he's about to fall off. He's about to get hurt. Um, I'll, I'll take him off your hands if you're successful with that. Um, that could be a, a tactic you use there. So I like Josh Jacobs and pro football focus going into week nine had him as the most elusive back in the NFL. So nice. we're seeing a lot of good talent come out of, of Josh Jacobs. And I think that owners should hold or try to go get him. 
I think it's really exciting because the Raiders have already seen him pass the rookie franchise record for most rushing yards. So they and just three weeks ago, uh, the news was saying Josh Jacobs is being completely underutilized. What a loss in this offense. And so the tides have totally turned. Yeah. Um, just seeing how it's going to keep going. And you're right. This is probably the week to start dishing him out for trades if you're going to try to capitalize. You'd really love to see the receiving pick up. I mean, in this game, he didn't even get any uh, catches. Um, and that's the I think that's the big thing that probably is getting a lot of media attention for them is will they use him in the passing game because then he's just going to become even more uh, invaluable right now he's looking at top 10 but I think he has top five potential if they were able to get him involved in the passing game I don't know if they will but he's definitely worth it and I think um, you know he's he's been an exciting surprise uh, this year anybody surprise you Johnny uh, from week nine that you'd want to talk about maybe an honorable mention here was in Tyler Lockett continues to dominate uh at the wide receiver position uh if you if you look at what he did yesterday 13 of 18 targets for 152 yards and two touchdowns he um is now third amongst all wide receivers uh in fantasy points for a ppr league um which is is crazy considering you know what we thought coming about this offense coming into the season but they're just it's absurd. It's absurd how efficient this whole offense is and continues to be. Travis, uh, over the past two season, Lockett rank, ranks tenth among wide receiver and fantasy points, uh, but just thirtieth in targets uh, with 136. So uh, he's averaging 2.7 fantasy points per target, which is uh, really, really insane. And and you uh, like what you see out of Seattle's defense not being very good because now yeah. you're seeing. A situation, you know, I know Chelsea probably loves this having Russell Wilson in our league of record because you're seeing a defense that can't, you know, stop a lot of teams. Like even Atlanta was scoring points against them. You look at Tampa Bay just got yep. done scoring points against them, which means this passing offense is something you should be invested in yep. for fantasy football purposes. And Tyler Lockett, I mean, I know that game went into overtime yesterday, which is sort of the beauty of those opportunities when it comes down to fantasy. The teams just keep meeting Seattle's points that they're putting on the board. Yeah. Great. Bring it on. Let's get extra football. <laughs> right, and yeah. that produced 18 targets for Tyler Lockett yesterday. Yeah, 18 targets. That's unheard of. Yeah. And he caught 13 of them. So yeah. my goodness yeah tyler lockett's uh, been a beast and he was a guy that we talked about targeting in your draft so yep. um really excited to kind of see him pull through did you have something else there john yeah just a really cool stat uh real quick travis uh christian mccaffrey who continues to just steamroll the entire league it looks like he's you know playing madden on rookie level over there uh <laughs> but he now has recorded 494.6 fantasy points over his last 16 full games. For reference, the great LaDainian Tomlinson holds the record for the most fantasy points in a single season with 481.1 across all 16 games in 2006. Christian McCaffrey is on pace this season to score 492.8 fantasy points, which would be the all-time greatest season recorded for a fantasy player uh, since stats were being recorded. So um, that's according to Pro Football Focus. So just really cool day and age that we're in. And just, you know, it sucks uh, Christian McCaffrey is not on any of our team. Well, at least certainly <laughs> not, not mine. No, um, yeah. But it is just really, it's starting to just get fun seeing what this guy can do uh, realistic 
realistically, when he came into the the league, a lot of the big thing or or uh, more more extensively when North Turner took over. We all talked about how we didn't think it was sustainable because Christian McCaffrey wasn't big enough. He wasn't the tip prototypical running back for an NFL franchise or, or three down running back uh, for a franchise. And he continues to ball out. And this guy's just so fun to watch. Yeah, he's definitely got that pedigree. Uh, his dad played for the Broncos, of course, and he's continued to do what it you know needs what he needs to do every year to get better. And it's really showing on the field. So that's exciting. Uh, my one little surprise or one little nugget I wanted to drop, Devin, Devin Singletary seems to be here, yeah. uh, r- ran 20 times uh, for 95 yards and a touchdown. He also amassed 45 yards through the air. Um, he was the RB, looks like seven or six in standard scoring. Um, so if you listen to us and you acquire Devin Singletary, good on you because it looks like he's finally in a position to take over this backfield from Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Um so I really like you look at what Buffalo is able to do. They they played good defense and they run the football and Singletary is a piece that could be leading you into your playoff push and and further. Yeah, Singletary is only a half a point behind Frank Gore and he has literally uh, less than half of the total carries for the Buffalo. He has 52 carries compared to Frank Gore's 113 this guy is going to be a very good running back. It sucks. Uh, shout out to a guy on the show yesterday. Um, or He had DM'd us, and he had a bunch of running backs. His depth on the on the running backs were pretty pretty nice. Uh, but Singletary was on his waiver wire, and I almost told him to, to drop one of his excess players. Uh, it was the guy who had Drew, Drew Brees, who won't let him go. <laughs> I was like going to be like drop Drew Brees for Singletary, but I knew he wasn't going to. So, um, but yeah, Singletary, man, looking to ball out, continue to ball out. Should get more. All right, Chels, you got any surprises or letdowns or something? No, I just, uh, I just got a uh, sleeper app update though. Oh, nice. That says Josh Gordon passes physical and the Seahawks with the Seahawks on Saturday and is going to be practicing this week in hopes of playing Monday night with the Seahawks against the unbeaten 49ers. And I can tell you there's no game. I'm looking forward to more than that game. We can yeah. Today. Oh my gosh. The Cardinals should have beat the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> For another episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I am excited for that showdown, a uh, big NFC West showdown. And, uh, you know, Seattle's got an offense that's going to be tough to stop. But if you want anybody to have a shot to corral Russell Wilson, it's this uh, it's this defensive line for the Niners, which yeah. has got loaded with draft picks. And Joey Bosa, uh, yeah, or looking, Nick Bosa, sorry, yeah. looking just elite right now so uh gonna be fun to watch guys that does it for week nine whisper nation if you want any more content content please go over to the fantasywhispers.com uh you can click like and subscribe right here on youtube if you're watching on youtube and if you're listening on any of the podcast apps hit follow and also leave us a review if you are able we would greatly appreciate it for johnny game time hicks and chelsea lee byers i'm big travi we are the fantasy whispers and we're out Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.